Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Well, hey everybody. Thanks for joining the show today. I'm supposed to say the Victor Mark show, but lately I am so tired of actually saying the Victor Mark show. It's the me show. So anyway, folks, I've actually got a really good close friend. Actually, long time support of the ministry. And um, he has his own ministry. He's a successful businessman in Southern California, which is no small task with integrity. Great family man. Super husband. I'm talking about the one and only Reverend Ron Strand. Can I call you Reverend? <laughs> if you want to, Victor, that's fine. I don't know. It just it sounds. <laughs> well, you know, I think for you, you should you should refer to me as that. <laughs> Thank you. <Let's... laughs> I would prefer the right and Reverend Ron. <laughs> well, you, I I look to you to be my adult supervision <laughs> through all of this. So uh, Ron, he's actually got a ministry called the Upper Room. It's where they serve hookahs and different flavored smoke. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's a lie. I'm completely (laughs) lying, people. So we will be talking to Ron today about what his ministry is about, how to be a Christian businessman, and just his testimony in general. So you can learn more about Ron in the Upper Room at, I'm going to give you the other website, ready? TheUpperRoomPresents.com. Just like that, theupperroompresents.com. So let's get into this interview now on this edition of the Victor Mark Show. Listen, talk to the people. We I got so many great listeners. You know, the radio show is on over 450 stations right now. But we'll do this as a podcast. For those of you who didn't know, we actually have a podcast. Uh, we repurpose this and even put it on YouTube. So we just found out. Was it last week? We're in the top 1% of popular podcasts in the world. How did that happen? Wow. Very cool. That's great. Yeah. Thank you to all of you who made that happen. So, yeah, we're we're excited that we can get out truth, God's love, in a relatable, non-churchy-ish way, if that makes sense. And Ron... That leads me right into the segue. Your ministry is non-churchiness. I'm all for the church. I'm all for the body of Christ. But the churchiness stuff, that kind of wears me out. Is that a question? (laughs) (laughs) It was more a comment. Is is there a question? (laughs) You did. Okay. Let me tell you. (laughs) Okay. Are we going to get through this today? <laughs> we appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, Ron, so much. We've run out of time, but, this, <laughs> but, but thank you. <laughs> we hope to have you on again. Yeah, okay, that's enough. Thank you for being on. We appreciate you. <laughs> and thinking about this interview, I've been thinking, I don't think I've ever been serious with Victor before. <laughs> so, how are we going to do this? Just like this. Hey, Ron. Tell us what the upper room is all about. 
Hey, well, the, the Upper Room started in 2009. The Upper Room is an event-driven ministry based in uh, Southern California, Orange County. We started in 2009, and it was just by chance that we invited a former NFL player who I'd heard speak. We asked him to come to our home group. And so we invited friends and family and the others in our home group invited friends and family. And by the time everybody invited all those people, it was just too large to, to be housed in our home. So we went to a um, office building in Irvine on the second floor. It was a vacant office building, had a big open space. We set up chairs and uh, myself and a couple of other friends did a little bit of worship set. They did a worship set. And then we had the speaker. His name was Ed McGlasson, and he spoke. So anyway, it went so well that we decided to continue to do it. And uh, that was uh, 2008. It was 11 years ago now. My gosh, 11 years. Uh, and that's how I met Victor. So anyway, we started having events. We would bring in musical guests. we bring in speakers of note. Victor questionably is one of them. <laughs> and... Um, and actually, that's where I met Victor. We also bring in um, speakers, musicians. We've had all kinds of different people there. Uh, and we do it once a month. It's a donation-based ministry. We have been doing it now for 11 years. I, can, I think I said that. We have moved from that original space in Irvine to another space that's in Mission Viejo. And when COVID hit back in uh, March, April, we, we had our last event there. Uh, and the folks that were allowing us to use the venue there decided not to renew our lease agreement. So we have found a new home in uh, Dana Point, California, um, at Capo Beach Church, a very oh, wow. cool vibe church, great people there, wonderful people. And going back to the unchurchy kind of uh, description that Victor had mentioned earlier, we, we kind of go out of our way to be unchurchy. The, the, the upper room has a kind of a club feel, if you will. Uh, and as Victor said, not that we have anything against church, not at all, but you know, every, there's a lot of churches around, but we're doing something completely different. This is something that folks that uh, may not feel comfortable walking into a church, they would feel completely comfortable coming in. Uh, our shows are you know, about an hour and a half long and um, it's not a, you know, we don't, we don't have a sermon or anything like that. It's just, it's the gospel through the art, through music, through comedy, through just the spoken word. And uh, that's what we're doing. And uh, our events draw uh, anywhere between two to 300 people. And it's been growing. The new venue is larger and uh, the Lord really? opened the door there. So we're hoping that maybe he has something larger. Yeah. So that's where we are up to date. And um, no, you know what? This this is really very exciting. Uh and folks, I'm gonna try to take a, a paint a picture. You go and you really have a great time. It doesn't matter if it's music, comedy, or a speaker. It's it's the one place you can invite somebody who's not a believer and you won't you won't cringe. You won't, you know, they're not gonna leave going, what was that? You know, it, it really is a good way to introduce people to our culture of belief and Christianity in a safe environment. And Ron, you do, you really do an outstanding job of, of picking and choosing guests there. Speaking of, am I on the, am I on the billet anytime soon? Yeah. Yes, you are. Uh, I, <laughs> well, we, you've been there. I don't know how many times now, but 
Plenty. No, I. Yeah, you know, after the last time, Victor, the board is kind of <laughs> they, the board is kind of questioning. They've they've, they've, they've limited the number of engagements Victor Marks unleashed. Uh, no, we well, what I didn't mention is our first event back after 16 months hiatus and COVID. Wow. Is uh, this well next month, August 20th, uh, will be our first. Uh, we're going to do a night of comedy. And, um, but we're starting to put together our, um, 2021, 2022 calendar. And, um, we'll see if we have room for you in there, Victor. I'm not quite sure, but we'll try to squeeze you in somewhere in there. Can I work in the parking lot? <laughs> can I, can I just direct traffic? Yeah. We'll get, how do you look in an orange vest? Uh, I've got one. So, and if I don't do you, know, okay, we'll bring that. If I do say that. so myself, yeah, we'll dashing, see. we'll see what we can do. Orange is flattering. It's my you, you look dashing. It's my fall yeah. color. So hey, what if there is someone listening like right now that says, Hey, I'd like to not only find out more, but you know, I'm I'm a musician, I'm a comedian or whatever, and they'd like an opportunity to maybe perform there. Can they just contact you guys through the website? Yeah, they can. They could go to info in I N F O at the upper room presents.com info at the upper room presents.com. Hey, what's it like being a Christian businessman? I mean, aren't there certain struggles you face in business simply because of your faith? And what type of business do you have? We started a janitorial company back in 1986, just a small little fledgling business that uh, my wife and I started after the birth of our first child and kind of help make ends meet. And that thing has grown into a um, almost nationwide. We're in uh, about 30 states and uh, wow. uh, we've incorporated more than just janitorial. We do construction, we do general maintenance, anything a property needs in the way of maintenance and upkeep and improvement, we provide the service. And um, so we branched out over the years and uh, as any business person knows starting a business from ground up, particularly in California, is very difficult, very, very difficult. A lot of sleepless nights uh, as you're as you're growing a business, sweating out payroll, making hoping you could get the money in to to cover the, the paychecks and so forth. Uh, but God's always been faithful. And I, you know, I think the, the thing is, you put God first in everything that you do. And um, he he provides. And, mm. um, so even though I've, I've fretted and, and wrung my hands, you know, he's always come through. So basically you're saying you're filthy rich. Are you filthy rich, Ron? Do you just have ton of moolah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You wanted them. You're, just, in, you're in tall cotton now, just, aren't you? <laughs> well, I got uh, you. I got you with that let's one. Let's just say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> let's just say your bill. Uh, let's just say your God bills are paid. Made, God has been faithful. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's milk for the babies. And my bills are paid, and my plans are made. Yeah. Let me say this about you, because you are a successful businessman. I love the story of how you and your bride started when when you were young, and you know, all the hardships, the challenges, because everybody wants to be in business of their own. They want to be their own boss. The, the problem with being your own boss is, you know what? 
you're always working. Mm-hmm. You're never off. You take it home. Uh, the one thing you said is that the cash flow to make payroll, that's something, that's a stress most people who just are wage earners will never understand. And and I remember here after you were, you know, mogul successful, uh, you, you had a real serious challenge to your business and we helped pray y'all through it. So even though someone can be successful and things can go right, God's always in charge. He's always, and that might mean a testing of your faith. And some of you, some of you business owners right now are listening and your ear just kind of perked up to this because we just went through COVID. Some of you may have lost your business. You will not be able to recoup it. Even the, you know, stimulus money's not enough. Don't lose faith. What would you tell them? How would you encourage them? Well, the situation that you're referring to was uh, occurred about 10 years ago, I think now. Um, I found out one of the high higher up individuals in my company who was overseeing a large portion of the company. Uh, we found out basically that he was uh, stealing, um, well, doing all kinds of things. He was stealing uh, employees, stealing, he was starting his own business on the side using our resources. And um, it was a period of high growth for us. So it was kind of difficult to nail down. But let me tell you how this kind of came to fruition, because it's kind of interesting. I had a little meeting once a little impromptu meeting. And um, I had a lot of the leaders in the in the company at this meeting, there's probably about 25 people. And uh, I came in and I just said, Hey, look, I've got $500 in my hand here, I'm going to ask some questions. And whoever answers the questions correctly, you get a $100 bill. And uh, so everybody perks up and I asked a few questions. One of the questions I asked was, what are the two characteristics or qualities that we espouse at Calico? The company is called Calico Building Services. Um, And this girl uh, raised her hand and she said, um, honesty and integrity. I said, you're right. Here's a hundred dollars and honesty, integrity, and loyalty. And I just said, just give me two of them. And honesty, integrity, and loyalty were those three things. So the meeting was over and the gal came up to me and she said, Ron, I, um, you know, it's, it's very difficult for me to, to take this money and not tell you what I know. Uh, especially when I answer about honesty. She said, can I see you in your office? I said, sure. So she proceeded to tell me all this that she knew that was going on with this individual and just broke the whole thing wide open. Wow. And, uh, you know, that was a God thing. As hard as, hard as that was, um, it was a God thing that, that was revealed that way. So we, we went through a whole forensic thing and kind of a sting operation brought in private investigators and did all kinds of things to, to find out what was going on. And, and it revealed this. Um, and God was in this throughout a lot of things that we learned during that time. And um, so eventually we were able to confront the person and um, uh, bring charges and so forth. But um, what to do when you're in situations like that. And there's always, always, always going to be challenges when you're a business owner. Uh, obviously I've got tons of friends who are business owners and like you, uh, did we meet as you as a donor? Was that how we, I can't, re- I can't remember, or maybe it was, I was the speaker. No, we actually met you were a speaker at the upper room early on in our first uh, venue. Okay. Uh, back in Irvine. And that was when we, we had you out. 
Yeah. Okay. So what I was going to say is, you know, I've got, I've got a lot of great friends who are business owners and I hear these stories and, uh, and it's good godly men working hard, mm-hmm. but yeah, th- there are, there are times you just can't stop evil. Uh, when Eileen calls them plantings of the enemy and how do you keep from not being bitter about that? Oh, you know, one of the things that Kathy and I, uh, decided early on, you know, is just first fruits to God, everything's to him. And, um, Mm. we've seen his faithfulness along the way. And, um, so the one thing that I always have an underlying assurance is that whatever's going on, I know God is in control. He'll never leave us or forsake us. And never once has he done that. Uh, there's been times and even through COVID when uh, a lot of uh, a large portion of our business these days is resort uh, properties and uh, mm. they all closed down during COVID. Wow. And, uh, you know, you start you start kind of going, oh, my gosh, again, how am I going to make payroll? What are we going to do? And I, I always have to go back on in the 30 six years now, I think that we've been in business. Wow. It's, God's never, never, never once let me down. And so I know he's faithful. Mm. Uh, even when we're yet faithless, he remains faithful. And um, so that's how I get through it. You know, that doesn't mean you don't, you don't kind of worry. You don't lay awake at night sometimes. Um, you just, that's human. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when I finally do close my eyes, I just got to say, you know, God, this is yours. You, we gave it to you you've been through it all with us and uh i know you're going to bring us through it mm. and uh it's not complicated it's just kind of easy really you know but it sometimes can be hard if that makes yeah. any sense a, a ton of sense that i mean that's our faith that's our christian walk whether a person's yeah. in business or yeah. military housewife it's th- there's simplicity in following yeah. christ but boy there sure are trials that are set up along the way to grow us, to strengthen us, test us. But I'm um, I'm thinking about the young entrepreneurs. What kind of what kind of advice would you give a young entrepreneur who they are entrepreneurs because they want to make money and they want to be successful. They want to, you know, hopefully gain wealth. Because I believe, you know, I, I believe it's important for people of faith and values and morals and all that type of stuff to uh, those who are called to be an entrepreneur to try to make as much money as you can without compromise. And that's the key. Don't build a big golden cage that you actually get locked in by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you tell them with the desire to make money and how to, how to stay balanced and keep their integrity and not sell their soul? I'd say three things. First of all, um, give it to God uh, and, expect hard work. Nothing comes easy. And, uh, you know, you put long, long hours in and, uh, a lot of time away from your family and, um, but you got to strike a balance there. Second of all, you know, one of the things about being in business is there's a lot of ways that you could cut corners and, uh, do things that may not be what you'd call kosher, uh, or, you know, a little bit gray. Uh, there's great temptation sometimes to to cut those corners um, because in particularly in California where there's labor laws that are so stringent, so ridiculously over stringent and uh, to do things that are not, you know, right. And um, 
avoid avoid that temptation with all costs. Do things straight up. You know, live your life before God uh, honorably, and he'll bless. He will bless it. Um, and so just avoid those temptations. Third is, as I mentioned, the first fruits. If you're fortunate enough to be wealthy and, and become successful and give back and support uh, ministries and, and su- uh, support the gospel and uh, help people out. Uh, those are the three things I would say that are the, the basics, you know. I love it. That's sound advice. So let me ask you about this giving aspect as I'm opening up your donor porthole and checking out your entire giving history. <laughs> well, there's more no. ways of giving For- than just by money. <laughs> <laughs> and, and folks, listen, uh, <laughs> I, I joke because uh, actually I don't even, I don't look. We actually have people that are what we call donor relations and all that. So if you're in ministry, don't be judging your relationship based on how a person gives or not, because you'd be surprised. Uh, we had one person, I think they were given $10 a month and God touched a heart and they sent in a $10,000, you know, one time and we never knew it. Just treat all people equal. That's what I would say to, to people in ministry. You know, yeah. let me talk to you as a donor. People in business, let me ask you this question. How do you handle taking the first fruits and give? How do you choose ministries? Because once you give, you get on people's radar. What type of ministries yeah. that solicit funds from you, what bugs you? What What's the negative part of that once people know, hey, here's a cash cow? Well, that is absolutely true. And, you know, once you start giving to any ministry, uh, somehow it gets around. And, you know, and, and everybody gets uh, hit up for donations, but you know, if you're married, get with your wife and determine what are the what are the ministries that we want to support, and how much do we want to support them, and uh, determine that and and agree upon that. There's a lot of ministries that I think are doing wonderful work, but I don't support them financially uh, because you can't you can't support everybody. So you've got to just before the Lord and, and with your wife and, and trying to figure out, you know, what are the ones that mean a lot to us? Where's our heart? Where's our passion? Mm. We support you because we just feel sorry for you. But And uh, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm very good with that. To feel sorry for that's on the <laughs> drop down on the donation bar. I feel yeah. sorry for Victor. Uh, yeah. Here's yeah, $5. Feel, well, actually we feel sorry for Eileen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do something with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so <laughs> but early on we you know we resonated with what you were doing in and you know back in when you were going into the youth uh detention centers and so forth in high schools and uh and then of course we kathy and i have a real heart for uh the middle east and what's going on there and people who are where the gospel being preached there but when you guys started going into the middle east doing high-risk missions that was right on our radar as well. Those are the things that we like to get behind. You know, yeah. the gospel. You know, the gospel spread very well throughout the United States, and um, and there's a lot of great people doing that. Uh, but but seeing people in countries where they're Islamic countries or uh, despotic countries where people are coming to Christ, and seeing that happen, and you know, particularly like with what you're doing there, those are the ministries that are near and dear to our hearts. And um, so that's kind of how we choose. That, I mean, that's great insight and wisdom. And well, Ron, this is actually going by too fast. I think we've laughed more than we've talked about stuff. 
and it's been fun and it's good. And, you know, your words are like nuggets of wisdom because of, well, you're old and, <laughs> and successful. And, yeah. <laughs> and there's a bunch of other stuff, but you're throwing these sage moments at us, Say, says the man who's a yeah. grandfather with four grandkids, right? Yeah. Uh, and you know what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you something. If you hang around, let's do one more show because – I think some of the things we're going to get into are really going to help people, whether they're entrepreneurs, business people, or starting a ministry. So would you hang out and let us do another program? Absolutely. Love to. Well, guys, uh, again, my guest today has been Ron Strand, the founder of The Upper Room, a Christian-based ministry based in Southern California that holds events featuring noted musicians, comedians, and speakers. The Upper Room's ultimate purpose is to present the gospel of Jesus Christ through the giftedness of guest artists and speakers. They also provide a place where people can be encouraged in their faith and be spiritually lifted up. You can find out more about it. Just go to the upperroompresents.com. And on the other note, if you would like to check out Ron's business and kind of see how he does this has become very successful, even nationally, the name of his company is called Calico Building Service. His website is calicoweb.com, calicoweb.com, that's C-A-L-I-C-O-W-E-B.com. You may be able to get some good advice and insight, or actually you may be able to utilize the services from a high business of integrity run by Christians. All right. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, hey, do it for the glory of God. Go full throttle and go get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.